Hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. Ugh, I always have such a blast with my next guest. I had to put her on video. So if you can watch, please do. Just love watching her face. She's filled with so much joy and she reminds us every day that our voice really does matter. I know you're going to want to share it, like it, and send it to someone that will inspire them. And I really appreciate it. It means so much to me. It really does. And the fact that you guys write in and text me and email me and reach out on social media, letting me know how much it's touched your life in some positive way, ugh, it just makes my heart pitter-patter. I'm so grateful. And I'm also grateful for the clients you're sending me. They're awesome and that you're purchasing the books and it's helping kids and adults. Wow, I feel very, very fortunate. All right, have fun. Toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Well, hello, hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. This is a special treat for you. I'm not going to let her speak yet, although she has a lot to say. And if you were fortunate enough, you heard her on, hey, I got something to say because Darcy is freaking awesome. And I wanted you to see what she does. So that's why you are so privileged to watch this recording. And hopefully, if we're lucky, we might actually get some tips out of her. I'm thinking about how to approve our speaking, which she's already helped me, by the way. You've already helped me. I'm not even going to tell you how, but you already helped me because so many people said I was dropping my words. And during our live, you taught me what not to do. Improvement. Where were you the first 60 some years? Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> never too late. <laughs> I love her. Darcy Webb for over two decades, award-winning voice and speech teaser has been helping actors, performers, corporate executives, authors, teachers, and speakers use their voices to connect with audiences around the world with power. I could use more of this eloquence. I got the heart down. She's a former associate professor of voice and speech at the University of the Arts, has taught at Drexel University, and served as head, I know firsthand, of vocal training for heroic public speaking, while also coaching speakers for TEDx Cambridge. Darcy, I am so happy to have you here after the holidays. You always make me smile. Thank you very much, Sandy Joy. Thank you. And yes, you do have the heart part. Oh, my God. <laughs> Joy to the world. Joy to the world. No, but you know what? That's the truth. One little thing I've been doing most of my life, which I'm bold, I'm loud, but then I near the end start mumbling. And finally, somebody told me that, which is great to know. And I started doing these different face exercises and tongue exercises and different things before I went to speak. And it really helped. It does help, doesn't it? Tell me what it's like. Tell me, can you, um, how do I want to phrase this? Are you consciously making the effort to speak to the ends of your lines or through the ends of your lines? Or did it just happen naturally? For me, it happened more naturally, but I did the exercises first. Yes. So I think someone just pointing it out to me yep. and I have a tendency not to pause, <laughs> which I've learned all about at Heroic Public Speaking. So maybe between the pausing and then doing all the exercises so my voice would come out stronger. Yes. It's just happening. It's not like I'm sitting there. Don't forget. Finish your sentence. Right. But I'm doing the prep work, which I'm all about. I'm all about prevention. So even before we came on, I get like this nasal stuff during uh, the winter. Yeah. Yeah. But I still was, you know, doing my face and stretches and rubbing my jaw. 
Mm-hmm. By the way, it does help clear the sinuses. And it doesn't. That. It does help clear your sinuses. Your nose will start to run, and then you blow your nose. Yeah, right? so you did. Yeah, I got more tissues in case. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, but it made it different, and I also didn't realize how much tension I was yeah. hanging out in my jaw. Yeah, but when I loosened that, then I realized the tightness in my occipital bone. Yes, that's right. And hoochie mama, you know, I realized different things that. I, I'm throughout the day thinking I'm conscious of, but I'm not sitting up tall. I'm right. leaning over my laptop. I'm like, like this. And before you know it, and that also affects your speaking and your nasal congestion and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It is. It, and it's all connected, isn't it? One of the very first things I work on with clients and students is alignment. It's the very first thing, because if you're not properly aligned, What happens is if you're pushing your chin forward like this, you're actually pushing your spinal column, those vertebrae in your neck into the vocal passageway, because there's only like this much room. I mean, they're almost touching. So even if you're doing this, if this is your habit of speech, I don't know if you can actually hear the difference in my voice between this and this. Oh, yeah. I, I, can I really haven't done anything. I haven't done anything to change it except to allow the back of my neck to lengthen. And when I do that, it also alleviates the tension in my occipital ridge. And those muscles that run across the, the bottom of your skull at that ridge are connected to your jaw. So everything is connected and it yeah. starts to get a little easier. When we start to do these exercises mm. or when we, st- it, it's, it's like we can't think about anything else and then one thing will hurt and then another thing feels weird. And then we just want to stop. We just want to say, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Which I will confess to you. Uh That's how I was feeling today in my, my workout. Um, when I was, you know, lifting my 10 pound weights and went very slowly, very, very slowly. And I thought, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not signing up for this for the next session. And then I thought, Oh, I'm learning that when I hit that point of resistance, that's when I have to keep on going because that's when I'm having a breakthrough. So when you're doing these exercises, you might notice discomfort in your jaw or just irritation about having to Mm -hmm. think about your alignment all the time. Just back off a little bit, allow yourself some ease and then go back and do it again because it just means you're having a breakthrough. Yes. And I think we all need to be reminded of that. Yeah. Yeah. Ease up. But you know what? For me, I also, a couple of years ago, had severe injuries in my neck, tightness of the nerves because of falling off my mountain bike a million times. And I did not realize, even after I got healed, for the most part, how tight it still was and was affecting my voice. Yeah, isn't it amazing? (laughs) Until I started getting even more therapy and they're like, you know, it was great. Yeah. Awesome. So when did that clear up? You mean my neck? Yes. Or did it? Or or do we? Oh my God. No. So it will be two years this June. So it was 2019 that it, because I kept ignoring it, ignoring it, you know, you know, muscle through that they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me because it, it was the nerves wrapping around my brain that I was in a fetal position on my sofa that I couldn't even go to the bathroom, couldn't drive, whatever. They couldn't figure out what was wrong for almost six months. Couldn't work me, couldn't work out for almost a year. Couldn't do this, couldn't do whatever, couldn't type, couldn't do anything. Now, tests later, me who hasn't probably gone to doctors in 20 years, I was good. And, but they couldn't figure it out. And then I went to this magical physical therapist who someone Mm -hmm. said she gets all the tough cases because nothing, everything was functioning. You know, we're all good. MRIs, cascade. And she all of a sudden went like this into my neck and this, and and she's like, you'll be good in two months. I go, son of a bean. And I was, Wow. not that it still doesn't get a little tight, but I know what to do now. Yeah. You, You know what I mean? I listen more. I don't ignore. Why are we so stubborn? Like here I am teaching this for a living. Little things make a difference. Journal, check in with your body. But I was like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. I, I got this. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I do it too sometimes. We're so stubborn. 
But what they didn't realize until I went to the first HPS in, was it August or no, no, maybe July, that it still was tightening, even though not severe in my jaw and my neck and back and everything. And it was affecting my voice. And I did the exercises with Amy and all those times like craziness. Isn't that crazy? I will tell you that you sound different than the last time we met. When, when was that? Was that September? Was that October? You sound different. Wow. There is an ease in your sound. There's a, it's not forced. It's not, it's not pushed. And it's also, also you're allowing some, what I call breath. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that you don't, it's, it's, it almost was, um, it's like the, not that you're desperate, but the, that <laughs> desperation to get it all out at one yes. time. Yes. Not well, there. I'm learning. It's a bunch of things, you know, it's that it's relaxing. It's learning to pause. Yeah. A lot of things. I love yeah. it. I mean, at first I was overwhelmed because oh, sure. even with the, the vocal, you know, the 30 minute, 45 minute exercise, I was like, Oh God, I have to do this. Now I got to do this. Gotta do this. Yeah. But you know, it's just like everything else. Once you get it down, you know, a little bit yeah. huge, even in the freaking shower, even in the car. That's right. You don't That's have to right. have all this extra time, you know? No, it's not like you have to devote 30 to 45 minutes in a studio practicing these things because um, they are little exercises that you can really incorporate into your morning. You know, like while you're, I mean, I, I, while you're sitting on the toilet, you can be moving your face around. Right? That's what you I'm doing. Stretching the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's I have so... my son doing it. He said it feels so relaxing. It you know, does feel relaxing. I, I'll, I'll be in the room. My husband's like, what are you two doing? We're like, we're gurning, dear. You know that term? Did I talk about that term before? No. What's gurning? Gurning, gurning is really stretching out your face and making these grotesque faces. That's what we do. It feels yes. good. It's really great. But in rural England, they they have these contests called gurning contests. And it's this is this is gurning and they get awards and wreaths and um, uh, ribbons, medals for the the person who has the most flexible or most grotesque face. I mean, there are guys online who can take their lip up over their nose. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going for. That's what we're shooting. Well, last month, a friend of mine invited me to the Philadelphia chapter of national speaker association, something, something, whatever. Uh And I'm like, I'll go for you. Well, I did not know (laughs) it was for comedians. Now I'm not saying I'm not funny, but I'm not a comedian. Right. And I was like, I don't have a bit and you were supposed to get up there and you were going to do a bit. I'm like, I'll have bits. I'm just goofy and wacky. So they (laughs) said, we'll line you up. And one person, the comedians (laughs) were doing stuff and they used me for facial expressions. They said, excellent. And they said, you would be perfect for that. That is excellent. And that's what I did. And it was fun because they said, you're very expressive. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I had to act with my face what they were saying. It was so much fun. You, you would acted, be proud. You acted with your face what they were saying. Yeah. Is that, what you, that is so, what a great exercise. Oh, what a great exercise. You would love that. I would, I would love that, but I would also love to teach my students to do that because when we use our faces to express ourselves, my husband is very fond of saying, my husband who coaches musical theater performers is very fond. Oh my God, of saying, what a home you have. Okay. Oh, I do. We have a blast. But he's, he, he's very fond of saying that this is your most powerful organ of expression. So when you can raise your eyebrows or lower your eyebrows or scrunch up your face, people are actually reading your face in addition to listening to your voice. Yeah, and it's much yeah. easier for them to connect with you. So that for the comedian said, I don't think they were watching me because I was being so expressive, but hey, that's what I was supposed to do. That's you were doing your job. <laughs> All right. So let's back up a little bit because you and I could just keep going forth. And I want to make sure I get this in here. Tell me the word that best describes your past 30 days. One word to get to pick. 
and why. Well, that I love that phase. <laughs> I only get one word. I have so many words. Well, just the one word that pops in your head. Oh, you can build on it. I think frustrated. Okay. Some tell people me. like to pronounce it frustrated, but it's not frustrated. Frustrated. Why? <laughs> I, why? I think I think I'm just so done with the pandemic and Omicron and you know, I, I You're ready I, to move I, on into the new I'm year. I'm so ready to move on and you know, our our Christmas plans were kind of aborted and we were ready to get on a plane on December 11th to go to the Dominican Republic and two days before we canceled because yeah. we were not sure if we were going to be able to get back into the country yeah. in time for yeah. Christmas. So, yeah. I mean, it would have been nice to stay, but then we would have missed Christmas with our kids, yeah, which we ended up missing anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know a lot of people had garage Christmases. Yes, right. They had the garages up just to be safe, aired open. Fabulous. <laughs> Good thing it wasn't freezing. And that's where they had dinner. Mm-hmm. Hey, it works. Yeah, it does. I-, I get that because not that I don't love them, but I'm getting more friends. Let's not even say friends, let's say acquaintances who are sending me these long texts of everything going wrong in their life. And they're not people that normally do that. And yeah. they're just looking for me to give them some hope and joy. And they're just, they, they were like, okay, we were good. We were coming through yeah. pulled together. And now are you kidding me? So I get that. So frustrated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is a big one. Josh. I'm ready. How the heck did you get into this? Oh, that's not, I mean, how, why? I mean, you're amazing at it. What, what drove you there? Were you a singer? Were you a professional singer? Yes. Oh, you were? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. No, really, were you? Yes, I was. I did. Well, I did a lot of cabaret is what I did. And, and, oh. I, and I was an actor. But before and that. You were an actor. Yeah, I was, I was an actor. I, I was an actor for years. But before that, when I was in the third grade, so this is true, Mrs. McDonald, our third grade teacher, used to make us stand up and read. Now, I've been thinking about reading reading aloud a lot. And she would always say, you must read with expression. And as a third grader, I really loved that word expression. And I was really good in the third grade at reading with expression. I loved telling stories. Mm. And I love reading aloud. And so, you know, eventually I went off to college and I majored in theater and I, you know, I've I worked on stage for a while. My parents and my my whole family, they still think I'm crazy, but my parents used to tell me, shut up. You're loud. You're melodramatic. You have such a big mouth. And I, I was really just being me. I was yeah. not. I, I can relate. I know you could probably relate to that, right? And then I went to this workshop a few years ago with this. Can we wonderful- back up one second there that mm-hmm. before you go to the workshop? Were they just teasing you like lightly or they really are like, oh my God. No, they'd had it. They really get out of the way. Shut up. You're so melodramatic. It was difficult. It was really difficult. Yeah. Cause that sounds mean. It was me. Oh yeah. Some of it was me. They didn't mean to be mean, but they were, (laughs) they were mean. Well, meaning people, but they still were poopy heads. I say. (laughs) Yes. That's right. That's right. All right. That's a kind word. Let's go to now. You went to the workshop. So I went to this workshop and I, you know, I'm pretty seasoned. I was see very see a seasoned voice and speech teacher when I went to this workshop, but she was, she's the best. She's the top. And uh, she was giving an exercise and I fell to my knees and I was in tears and sobbing. And she turned around and she looked at me and I said, I just released so much tension in my in my torso with this breath exercise, I said, it felt like a steel trap just opening the doors. Mm. I said, my family used to tell me to shut up and get out of the way and that I was too melodramatic. And she pointed her finger at me and she said, they were afraid of your power. Oh, how validating, how awesome. Mm -hmm. And they still are. That must have been such a magical moment for you. I'm getting chills. Like how you must have felt like relieved. Like I found my people. Yeah, it was huge. It was really, really huge. Huge to hear that. Yeah. Because it it is my gift. 
yeah, to be so expressive, but not everyone wants it. And I think that's a that's a realization mm-hmm. that I have come to as I have gotten older. Not everybody has to like it. Not everybody has to accept it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has to validate me. I just can't be anybody else than this. I'm so, so glad you said that because for years I would hear stuff like that. You're not going to make it. You're too goofy. How are you going to be taken seriously? Blah, yeah. blah, blah, whatever. Not true. And for my keynote I'm working on, I come out on stage with goofy music blast and doing a goofy dance. And that's my opening. Like, this is me. That is unapologetically me. Right. When I dance and move around like this, I feel so connected to who I am. Yeah. This is what, where I get empowered. Yeah. And I think that is that I am teaching voice and speech. That's what I do. But always that is my vehicle for helping people to fully express themselves, whether that's vocally or whether that's physically or whether that's emotionally, because so many people will tamp it down. They just tamp it down and then their light is dim. And for years, I've been getting these messages from the universe, let your light shine, let your light shine. And I couldn't figure out what that meant until about five years ago. Now I got it. (laughs) I told you we're stubborn people. You know, I'm so glad you said that about being a voice teacher, because I think there's different vehicles people can use to create well-being, mental health, happiness. Yours is through voice, which it does. The body, it opens up. Things are constricted. Mine was fitness, but make no mistake. I used to say it was just my vehicle. That's right. Yeah. You know, I get into the body, you get in through it's crazy. And I can see that because some of the exercises were when I was releasing it, were bringing tears to my eyes. Yes. Right. Like the tightness in my jaw and where I hold tension, right. you know, it might be some body mechanics, but a lot of it is where you hold stress, where you hold your stress and where you hold your feelings. Where you yeah. hold your emotion. Yeah. I remember once I was in a in a classroom with a, a young woman and we were working on alignment. And when I'm in the classroom, if people feel okay about me doing it, I will touch them. I will touch their neck or just to inform them. And I went toward her with my hands open like this, and she backed up and she started to cry. And I said, What's the matter? And she said, No one can touch me here no one. And this is, this place is where we hold a lot of Mm. tension, muscular tension. And what is that? That is feeling, right? That is emotion. Mm. You know, when we, when we're just working out, you know, we can let that go, right? There is no, we can't, we have to walk that balance between effort and ease. We can't not have tension, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we just, We'd be an invertebrate. So we have to have some tension that holds us upright and, 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 and makes our, you know, makes us move, but we don't want to hold on to it. Ah, We don't want to hold on to it. It's the same thing with alignment. You know, once, once I get somebody aligned, you know, then I say to them, you don't want to walk around like you have a body cast on because (laughs) I've done that before. Okay. I think I'm perfect. I'm good. I'm perfectly aligned. Right. But, but that just makes tension already. Just doing this to show you I'm feeling tense. We have to find it, but then we have to let it go. It's like love, right? You have it, you find it, you discover it, but then you let it go. And then it will always come back to you. I love that. I love that. It's the same thing I was talking about with uh, negative emotions, fear-based emotions. You you can't deny them. Right. You got to feel them and let them go to get to the love based. Yeah. Same thing. It's all one. Yippee. For you. <laughs> I'm so glad. All right. So let's move a little forward. You said yeah. you discovered it five years ago. The universe kept saying shine bright, shine, shine bright. Let your light shine. You be you. Let your freak. And so what did you fly. do? What did you do? 
differently. I, just, I took, the, I just took the lid off. I thought, oh, well, okay, forget about it. And I took the lid off and I started, I started not worrying about whether I was doing the right thing, not worrying about whether I was going to look stupid, not worrying about whether I said the right thing. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm a lot easier on myself now. And what happens is there is an ease that comes in my um, communication with people, in my teaching, mm. in my personal relationships. It's just everything is easier. I know. Isn't it amazing? Although <laughs> some girl, young lady, she's got to be 23. She's like, yo, she called me. She's like, yo, Weston. I said, what's up? She's like, do you think it's only possible to achieve it once you're like 16 and above? <laughs> like, does it, is it like the passage of, you know, time that that's the reward, the wisdom with, that you get for aging, you know, like yeah. the bonus. And I can't have that when I'm in my twenties. I go, I, I don't think so. I think everyone's different. I think you'll continue to make discoveries. Yes. But you don't have to say, I'm going to wait until I'm 60 to be myself. No. And I, uh, but I think it's hard for some young people. Yeah. You know, was, I don't know about you, but it was really hard for me because I was raised to, to be a lady. Yeah. And lady, I wasn't you know, once I got lady. to college <laughs> and I started swearing and I started, you know, dropping F-bombs everywhere, I thought, oh, okay, this feels good. This is freeing. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But I was, you know, I had to sit a certain way and I had to fold my hands a certain way and I could never take the last cookie off the plate. And I had to, I had to talk nicely. Oh, it was just, it was a burden, but I carried it for a long yeah. time. Mine was the opposite. I was totally in head, out mouth, loosey goosey, did not speak proper English and had to learn a little bit more refinement of how to present myself. And then I had to find the balance after that. Yes. Because that's what we do. We have to find the balance. Because I was totally just, well, why? Why can't I ask that question? I didn't care if I looked stupid. I don't care. I don't do that. I didn't speak properly. My words, it was just so bad. But then when I got some training from well-meaning mentors and coaches, I was able to apply it, you know, to what my already relaxed attitude. And yes. somewhere come in the middle, yeah. you know? And that's the, the great thing about training when you have a coach is that is when you can take it and practically apply it to your life, right? Mm. That's, you know, what you're doing right now as you're working on your keynote and you're doing this study, it's, you're not learning these, these exercises or these concepts in a vacuum. You're taking them and you're practically applying them, right? I love that. Yeah. 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 You know, I've worked with voice and speech teachers before, and I know voice and speech teachers who will just, you know, sort of teach you the, teach you the stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then the student goes, what am I supposed to do with these things? <laughs> right. What do you mean? Why do I have to breathe this way? Right. So yeah. when you have something to practically apply it to, then you understand. Right. What do you mean? I have to pause. Pause what? Right. Yeah. No, you're right. Everything I'm learning is helping me in real life, even yes. not with my keynote. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? I mean, that's just icing on the cake. You know what I mean? Like it's just you know, which is my issue sometimes with classroom settings. Like I'll go and be an adjunct professor for certain things, and unless I have a connection. They'll be like, well, you know, you have to have your PhD in this for being an entrepreneur. I'm like, but I've been an entrepreneur my whole life building businesses from scratch. Wouldn't you rather have some of that with my master's versus someone who's not? Does that even make sense to you, Darcy? Like, hello. Yeah. Right. Okay. So this is, I have a big issue with one of your one of your little tidbits. Okay, let's hear. Darcy, Darcy, Darcy. Our whole lives. Most dancers, most performers, most humans, especially women, are told to tighten up and hold their bellies in. Oh, yes. And now I'm reading <laughs> one of your top first tips. I mean, I got the bouncing on the heels, which we'll get back to, is let your belly go. Yeah. I, I was sitting here before you came and I'm like, let go, belly. Oh, let yeah. go, belly. It's not easy. Okay, I'm trying right now. Okay. Yeah, just let it go. With your mind, say belly be free. But you know what I realized when you said that? What? 
and I automatically hold it in. Oh, well, yeah, I was taught to. Yes. And I was taught to, too. For, uh, yes. Right. But in order to what you're doing is when you let your belly go. Okay. And I'm sitting here I doing it right worry. now. When you let your belly go, you're actually allowing room because when we hold those muscles in here, um, they you're tightening, not just your stomach muscles here. I'm going to stand up. I want to move my chair back a little bit. Okay. Can you see me? I can. Um, so you're, you're tightening, not just your, you know, the, like, here's where we worry. Here's what we worry about, right? We worry about our belly sticking out, right? It doesn't yeah. really matter. It's not going in that far if you pull it in. But when I pull this in, right, it doesn't go very far. I still look okay with my little belly hanging out. But well, it depends on who you are. So you're, you're thin. So let, let's just go with that. But no, go ahead. No. Christmas cookies, wine, move forward. <laughs> Had it all. But when you, when you pull that in, you aren't just tensing. You're not just pulling this in. You really are gathering tension here. So that's pretty high up. And when you do that, that actually makes it harder for breath to go into the lower lobes of the lungs. So when you let these muscles go here, it's easier to get the air into the lungs. Okay. The lower lobes of the lungs. What happens is we get really, especially when we're scared, we'll get tense Yeah. and we'll pull up. We actually pull up on our anal sphincter. Yeah. And then we'll gather doing my panel floor. Now you're telling me I shouldn't even be doing the public floor exercises. What are you calling the, the, the pubic floor Cold, exercises, Googles, right? Googles. pelvic floor exercises. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, you can do them. Did you say pubic? You're funny. I did. I said pubic. Um, so we're going to pull them up and pull, we pulled up that anal sphincter and we keep pulling and pulling and pulling. That's what happens when we get tense. And then pretty soon we have no room to breathe. So we're using just the upper lobes of the lungs to gather air and look where my shoulders are. Mm. But if I release this, my shoulders go down and I have oh. more room for the, the uh, air to go into the lower lobes of the lungs. And mm. I've done this before, even, you know, like as recently as, you know, two years ago, I was standing on stage and I came out and then I thought, oh, my God, I have no breath. And then I realized, oh, you just got to let that anal sphincter go. Boom. <laughs> and then everything went, right. And then I had more room to breathe. And then I was also relaxed. This is something else that happens when we pull up on our anal sphincter. We're, and we do that when we're scared. When we release it, Sandy Joy, we're, we're actually, we, we actually feel more grounded. We feel more rooted. And we feel like we belong there. So the next time you go up to practice your keynote, keynote just be mindful of where that anal sphincter is. Okay. Be mindful of the, all of the tension that we have down there in the, in the, you know, the lower belly and the pelvic floor and just release it and see what happens. And it only takes a nanosecond and nobody's watching you and nobody can see you do it. Right. No, no, no. no. Yeah. So they won't know what you're doing. It's like my little secret when I get nervous. Really? Yeah, Absolutely. I didn't put that in my list of tips because I forgot. <laughs> well, we got it out now. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> All right. And I, I'm going to be more conscious of it because I know when I'm seated and I'm hosting podcast, I do relax my stomach more. But I think when I stand up, it automatically goes whoop. Stand well, dancers and fitness people will do that. Yeah. I understand. And I used to get whacked if I didn't. So, you know, it's going to take yes. a little practice. There. Now, this one I love, the bouncing of the heels. Oh, yeah. You just stand on your toes. I'm going to stand up again, Sandy Joy, and maybe this will be useful for your um, listeners or your watchers. You're just standing. You stand there on your two feet, but then you just go up on your toes and then you bounce. And then you can make a little sound while you do it. You're bouncing the sound out. And yeah. all this does is just gets that energy flowing yeah. in your body. Because, you know. Something so, so simple. By the way, I brought home for my gyms and my son uses them and I use them too. We have many trampolines around the house. <gasps> so good. So, and oh, he so good. 
And when he wants to relax or release stress, just jumps and bounces and whatever. And it feels so freaking good. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. They're just many little things that, and that we didn't get any portable ones, but we can just throw them in the basement when company comes. But when we have just our friends that we know, they're like, where's the trampolines? Where yeah. they, they just want to jump on them. Yeah. Cause it makes good. you happy. Feels yeah, good it makes and it happy. makes you happy. Yeah. 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 So when you're teaching your students, do you, does everybody like, is it individually or group? And does everybody have their own plan? Like, or you have both individual and group coaching? Well, I haven't had very many groups in the past two years. Okay. But we're going to have some, we're going to have some, I did do a master or I did do a, a, a course online and had a few students in that. And, um, we do the same things. But yet there's always time for individual coaching. I always leave time for individual oh, coaching. Oh. Got to. But not everybody always gets, not everybody gets a chance each time. And so yeah. Yeah. it's interesting to watch somebody get coached because you can learn just as much from watching the transformation happen as you do being coached yourself. Oh, yes. I know that firsthand from watching. Right. And, and even to say, oh, my gosh, if they can do that, I can do that. That's yeah. one of the beautiful things about being present to witness somebody getting coached. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, me too. And I'm sure it's so rewarding when you hear the difference in their voice and how they present yeah. with confidence. Yeah. All of a sudden, you just did one little tweaky, tweaky thing, you know, little tweaky thing. And and then, the, and then that person can't believe it. And then the people who are watching are going, oh, I want that to happen to me too. A lot of times a, a transformation is really easy by doing a little tweak. Yeah. Then you walk out of the studio and you think, well, how can I get that back? How did I do that? How can I get that back? Practice. <laughs> One of your clients that will remain anonymous right now told me, that she did not realize until she worked with her and it just broke her down and changed her whole life that she was holding her breath. Yes. And you have to practice that. And when that got released, yeah, the earth moved <laughs> literally. Yeah. But it doesn't come. I mean, it can happen in an instant, right? It happens in an instant right there on the studio floor with your coach. And then you walk out and you go home and you think, I want that back. How can I get that back? How do I do yeah. that? You do that with practice. And what that practice does is it builds a mindfulness and a self-awareness of the body so yeah. that eventually it just becomes second nature. And, you know, when we were talking about that, I'm involved in HPS grad for keynotes and then I apply it to everyday life. I was thinking about this. I don't think it matters what you do for a living. Everyone presents themselves. That's right. And if you're presenting yourself and your voice has been changed and you're speaking with confidence and being bold and just putting yourself out there, it's going to affect everything you do in life. Yeah. Even everything. with your family and friends. Everything. And the most, I think the person who's most affected is you because you feel more at ease ease. You feel better. You don't, you feel like you can communicate more clearly. You feel like you're connected yeah. and you have yeah. self, the self-confidence that you didn't have before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it is a bit like, it doesn't matter what we do. We are performers. You know, when it, you can go up to the mailbox in your pajamas, right? So you're, right. maybe you're not performing then, or you're not performing at 7am when you get your cup of coffee. You and I right now in this exchange, we're performing, right? Yeah. yeah. We've got, we, we put on our, our voice and speech clothes, right? We put on our scarf and our blazer <laughs> and our voice and speech clothes yeah, and, or our, our performance clothes because we are connecting. We are communicating. Anytime we're communicating, we are essentially performing. And that doesn't Ooh. mean it's inauthentic. It means we are intentional. Oh, I, I never thought of it that way. I never thought of it as performing is being intentional. It's that's all it is. It's meaning what you say. It's intentional. Yeah, I love that. 
And I think you're right. When people say, oh, she was performing, you think fake. You think Norma Desmond. <laughs> right. Now. <laughs> I love not- that. <laughs> By the way, I love all that theatrical stuff. I love watching people over the top. It makes me so happy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Move your face. We got to make sure we get these in. Yeah, we got to move our faces. Moving faces. We, can we talk about what it does? Like absolutely. If if I were to show you a diagram of the facial muscles, you would be amazed. I I send it to all my clients. I love looking at it because there are muscles around our eyes. We never think about them, and there are muscles here, and and they help us wrinkle our nose. And then there are these cheek muscles. I have this little facial calisthenic routine that I go through where I four times raise the eyebrows, four times lower them. Then we raise one. Then we raise the other one. Then we do them back and forth. Oh, look at you. (laughs) That's right. I can't help it. Then we wrinkle the nose. See, all of these are, this is just a, a muscle contraction, right? And then you release it and you do it again. You release it. This one is great fun. Get a little closer. We lift our cheeks, just the cheeks. We don't smile. It's like a fake smile. I don't know if I could do that. Just lift your cheek. It's like saying, if you put intention behind it or, or um, sort of subtext behind it, it's like, oh, it's like a fake smile. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. So now you're lifting you. only your cheeks. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, that's great. And then you release them. And then you bring them up and you release them. You do that a few times, man. One, and then the other. Hey, sure, sure. Smoke and a then cigar. Raise your lip, you dog. <laughs> your pond scum, right? And yeah. you really mean it. And then you release it, and then up and down. So I do all of these because it brings blood to the face, and yeah. it will make you more <laughs> expressive, and it will also help you sound more articulate and that's and it releases my every time i do these things it releases my sinuses like i feel <laughs> so great <laughs> yep. by the way yeah i take i took gross anatomy so i got to study all the muscles oh those muscles oh i love looking at them it's i amazing. love this one that ties the this part of the jaw to this part of the skull it goes right here this is what gets people tense. Yeah. And I work a lot trying to get people to open their mouths and it re- just requires releasing this muscle and maybe stretching it out a little bit. Cause if you're not used to moving your mouth like this, then maybe you don't really work this muscle so much. I saw somewhere where I can't do it with these things in my ears, but you online a couple of years ago that you pull down your earlobes. And if you wanted to release, you know, if your ears were cloggy, and do this. I don't know if it works, but I felt better. <laughs> well, then I guess it works <laughs> because all of that is connected. Yeah, yeah. The cochlear bone, which is that one that helps us hear, is so close to what's going on in here with our spinal columns. So yeah. close to that first uh, vertebra. It's amazing. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So we have to do this because it's my favorite one. Okay, what is it? The tongue. Oh, the flabby tongue? I love flabby tongue. I love flabby tongue. Flabby uh, tongue is the best thing ever. Because it looks silly. It's totally silly. And it, I will tell mm-hmm. your listeners that you probably have to keep a flabby tongue. If your tongue does this. Yeah. If, if, and I'm exaggerating a little bit. That means you have tension in your tongue. And you might feel the tension in your tongue, even if it's not wiggling around a little bit. If you want to pull that tongue back in, you probably have some tension. And so what you do with your head, with your mind is you say tongue to be free in your mind. Okay. Now the tendency is when we have a flabby tongue, when we do the flabby tongue exercise, is to make everything else flabby. You want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then if you just say, uh, just letting the sound come up from uh, uh, so what this is doing is this, this actually clears my throat, uh, any kind of phlegm that I might have in my throat, this exercise. Lemon tea. Uh, 
And then the last thing that you can do is you hang your tongue out. And then the, the text, Elsa knew the fire that will ascend the brightest heaven of invention. The kingdom huh? of heaven of invention. You don't need to understand it. You just need to do your speech that way. Elsa knew the fire that will ascend the brightest heaven of invention. Leaving your tongue very flabby. A kingdom for a stage, princess to act, and monarchs to behold the swelling theme. Pull that tongue back in and do your Shakespeare. Oh, for a muse of fire that would ascend the brightest. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Great. Great stuff. All right. What are you, you going to do in the next year? Oh, I, well. What, what do you want to do? For fun? We, for business? Well, the first thing that I'm going to do is, is as soon as I can, get on a plane and go to the Dominican Republic. Yay. Yes. We do want to find a place to live there. Really? Um, Yes, not maybe not necessarily permanently, but really during the cold weather months um, and come back for the warm weather months so that we can be wow. with our kids. That's I'm exciting. Going, I'm thrilled about that. All I got to do is get on that plane. I, I'm still working with clients and, and uh, students and actors and, you know, public speakers. I'm going to continue to do that. I also would love to get back in a live studio again. So yeah, I may be doing some classes up in Philadelphia arranging. Really? Thing too. That's it'll happen. It's on my plan. It's in my future plan. You know how at the end of the year you make your future plan. I, do it every, I try to do it every day, <laughs> like, but it changes daily, you know, like, wait, wait, yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. You know? Well, yeah. So I have my little, like my little book here and I, I just map out my three months, six months, one year, three years. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you have up to five year or you take it out to no, three? No. <laughs> no. Come on. I only started doing this goal shit about <laughs> a year and a half ago. It's hard for me. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Okay. So here you are with me hanging out. Had a change of Christmas plans. Yes, we did. Not in the Dominican Republic. What are you going to do now? Because we're going to, when we air this, it'll already have happened. So what do you think you're doing for New Year's Eve? Oh, well, what do I think I'm doing? Well, in the morning, I'm going up to maybe deliver Christmas, those Christmas, those aborted Christmas gifts to my grandchildren. Okay. Okay. And maybe spending a quiet evening with another couple who are friends oh. of ours, provided we all, you know, test negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mazel top. <laughs> and you, what are you doing? It sounds almost the same except for the grandchildren part, but we are probably going to spend it with one of our favorite couples. You know, quiet evening, them come over. Yeah. We have a lot of hors and stuff that was left over uh, because we didn't have the big gang for Christmas Eve. So yeah. we'll just have... The same thing, making sure everybody's good. Yes, we'll hang we're up. going to have COVID tests for, <laughs> for New Year's Eve. Ah, oh, tis the season. All right, Darcy, we got to do rapid fire, man. I only got a few minutes. Oh, all right. Okay. What well, I don't know what that is, but go hit me. Well, I already asked you some. What's your favorite color? Yellow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yellow. Favorite food? Oh, lobster. Nobody has ever said lobster. I just want you to know. Really? Ever. Yeah. What's really funny is when people say, oh, kale. I go, come on. I mean, I know it's good for you, but kale or broccoli? I hate kale. <laughs> I like it, but it's not my favorite food. Give me a cheesesteak. All right. So what would one of your favorite days look like from morning to end if you could do anything and be anywhere? What would you do? Would you be in the Dominican Republic? I don't know. I don't know because I've never been there before. Maybe I'll get there and not like it. I don't think that. Wait happen. a minute. Wait a minute. You're thinking of buying a house there and you've never been there. I'm not going to buy it until I get there and check it out. But that's the plan. <laughs> I thought it must be your favorite place to go. Your vacation. No. Although I did almost buy a house in Portugal sight unseen until my husband and the real estate agent said, wait a minute. <laughs> anyway, my favorite day, I think would start out with a, uh, a house full of family and friends at the ocean. We make breakfast. We toddle back and forth from the beach. 
Mm. We throw ourselves together. We throw a fabulous lobster dinner together. Mm. And then we play Scrabble at the end. I didn't see the Scrabble part coming. I love Scrabble. By the way, that sounds fun. And I can see you loving Scrabble. You're probably damn good. You don't want to have me on your team. I suck. All right. Tell us about any favorite books you read in the last year or two that you can recommend. I, there is a great book. Oh gosh. I can't remember the name of the author um, called Manhattan beach. Oh, Manhattan beach. That's enough. It's a great book that takes place in the thirties and the forties in, in New York city. Hmm. Um, So, and I, I like novels that take place in the past because I, I like reading about history. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've but never was, heard of that book. It was, it's very good. Ah, Jennifer Egan. That is the name of the author, Jennifer, Jennifer Egan. Egan. And um, it's, it was suspenseful. I loved it. And it was um, warm. Like you could really connect with the characters. It was great. Ooh, it's been my favorite book so far. Last question. Oh, I have two questions. If you could be an animal, what would you be and why? I'd be a dog. <laughs> very lovable. <laughs> Cuddly. Yeah. I like, yeah. I like being around people and dogs are pack animals and I yeah. just would be a dog. When I say the word universe, what does what? it mean to you? Oh, it means everything. It just means everything, everything in this room. Every, it means energy. That's what it means. It means everything. Darcy Webb, thank you so much for being here and Let's Keep It Real. Thank you, Sandy Joy, for having me. I love being with you. What are you doing next week? We'll have coffee together. <laughs> Do my rapid test first, and then I'll come visit you. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so how can they find you? Where can they look you up? What's the dealy wheel? DarcyWeb.com. That's or pretty damn easy. To, that's pretty easy. DarcyWeb.com, D-A-R-C-Y. Or you can go to SpeechDiva.com. Those two... Uh, URL addresses take you to the very same place. And I'm there. Did you say diva? Speech diva. I I love that. (laughs) My let's keep it real people. You're going to want to spread this around. And we really appreciate you even sending it to one person that you know it will inspire. Rate it, like it. I'm telling you, it really means the world. And it makes a huge difference. So be sure to do that. And before we go, you know what I'm going to say. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.